Hey, 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 this is how to Dougie. Hey, 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 this is how to Dougie. Oh, my bitches love me. Oh, my, oh, my bitches love me. Hey, you guys don't enjoy like the intro? Like, doesn't it get you guys like hyped? Because me, every time I listen, I hear, I listen to it when I re- start recording, I just get a huge boost of serotonin. And I'm just like hyped, happy, you know. Did I explain to you guys how like the intro came about? No? Well, let me explain it to you. So I, it all happened during the lockdown. Um, I think it was between June and July. Uh, no, let's just say that during the lockdown, I started replaying the guitar after stopping for a good eight to 10 years. So I had my electric guitar that my dad had gifted to me, had gifted to me when I was a child, I think eight or 10 years. Uh, I had that guitar that I just revamped during the lockdown. Thank God I'm very good with like technical, you know, handy stuff, handy dandy stuff. So I revamped my electric guitar and I also had like an acoustic guitar that was laying around in the house and I also revamped that one. And so I started replaying acoustic and electric guitar because guitar players, you guys know, like playing electric guitar and playing an acoustic is all it's the same but it's different because the body the 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 weight the 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 the, how you call it the dimensions are different like electric guitar is way tinier its neck is also way tinier etc i relearned to play the guitar and so after relearning all the little basic stuff you know basic theory basic chords etc i started like really like just playing with my acoustic mainly because i didn't have an amp at the time because my I gave my amp to my big brother who play also who also plays guitar and I said like I'm not playing guitar anymore so you can get my amp so um sorry I needed to crack my fingers I really I'm sorry guys but you gonna hear me crack my fingers on the, the pod like that's going to be like a may a signature thing for me because I really can't not. I just like every five to 10 minutes, I need to crack my fingers because otherwise I feel my joints really like locking up and it's not nice. So yeah. So yeah, I gave my amp to my big brother who also, who, who kept on playing guitar. Like he was a real professional, played at our church, etc. you know, kind of get a guitarist. So I said, you can get my amp. And so I played mainly on my acoustic since the acoustic of the acoustic guitar is way louder. So I can correct myself easily. Uh, Correcting myself is way easier on the acoustic than the electric. And yeah, in the meantime, I had a great friend of mine uh, who dropped her first project called Perfect Blue. And her name is Uwase, spelled U-W-A-S-E. You can find her on any major music platforms you'll find her her song like she dropped two songs right now like perfect blue and gone and so when she dropped her first project i was like yo hold on so my friend my good good friend who i say is an artist like it's not her real name but out of respect for privacy i'm just used to why i say and i was like yo she an artist not artist she's an artist She's a real, une artiste, like we say in French. Une artiste. And so, of course, I jumped on the occasion and I started, like, sending her out a lot of demos that I was just, like, quote-unquote creating to her. And then I explained to her that I was making... I explained to her that I was, like, making my podcast, etc. And I said, girl, I need an intro. And so we started talking for a good two, three hours on WhatsApp and... Then this intro that I'm using now made the final cut. And she then, after the lockdown was like done, she came over to my house and she recorded it for me. And so if I ever make any changes or whatever, it's gonna be with her and nobody else. <laughs> so that's how the intro came about. <sighs> so now let's get into the episode. So, hey guys, welcome back to the Noir Everyday Podcast, the podcast where I talk, rant, and debate about the everyday things that black girls go through or experience in Belgium. But before we do anything else, let me, of course, introduce myself to you guys. I'm your host, Miriam, spelled M-Y-R-I-A-M, and I'm an expert in being blackity black, an art that I've mastered for the the past 20 plus years that I've been on this planet earth and I'm still, and still am on my way of perfecting it. 
so yeah, if you guys ever have any questions or inquiry about what it is like being black, jump, hop in my DMs, tweet me, whatever you can, online, offline. I'm a ha- probably have an answer for you. So yeah, guys, uh, last episode, I wasn't really like energetic because like I mentioned, talking about like primary and secondary school experiences was more triggering than I expected it to be for me. So I hope I didn't disappoint you guys on the previous episode. Um, but yeah, on a side note, I'll make it up to you guys on this episode because I came with the vim. I came with the vim and the, like the vim, the energy today for this episode. So before we get into the real, real, you know, topic of this episode, I would like to shout out a few people. Yes, this intro is very long out because I I have the vim today to talk. (laughs) All right. So if you guys follow me on my IG, um, which is Noir Every Time, uh, spelled N-O-I-R-E l-n-o-i-r and then every time in one word you'd know that like these past seven days have been quite amazing too nice to me actually these past two weeks um but specifically these past seven days and so yeah um i'm not talking about like school wise nice to me because school sucks school in lockdown sucks or in quote-unquote lockdown or semi-lockdown sucks really but i'm more talking like social media wise you're probably wondering why but like yeah if like i said if you follow me on ig you would know that like last friday was amazing (laughs) an amazing day for me (laughs) you know why it was an amazing first of all it was an amazing day for the kelani fandom which i'm part of because kelani like two projects dropped featuring her uh one was like the ty dollar Ty Dolla Sign album where she featured on the song Universe or Universum and then there's like another song uh, I think it was with Foro Faro I forgot his name but like Kalani was amazing on that too and we then of course also had the Bryson Tiller music video <laughs> that created a lot of tension online <laughs> because Kalani was in there doing a lot of things I'm gonna just say she is an artist, Bryson is an artist, and that's it. All that other stuff, none of your business. Mind the business that pays you. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, um, and like you know, guys, like if you listen to the previous episodes, episodes, you would know that like Kalani also jumped on the Touch Me. Uh she like she remixed the Touch Me song, the song from Victoria Monet, Touch Me. Like, she featured on the remix. And if you guys know, the Touch Me song, like, the normal version, which is on the Jaguar album, is about Kalani. Like, is about Victoria Monet and Kalani's little entanglement. <laughs> and Kalani jumped on the remix, and they did what they had to do. And, like, you guys, like, you know, like, I just had a lot of serotonin circulating through my body Friday. And why? Because like Kalani has been consistent, like consistently pleasing us with quality projects ever since she dropped her album um, called It Was Good Until It Wasn't in April. And I was so excited. So I started tweeting like Friday. I was like these past seven days, I've been really active online, which is not normal for me because I got a lot of stuff to do <laughs> school-wise, but anyways, and I was also sick and stuff like that, but yeah, I just need, I needed to, like, vent online, just go online to, like, free all that energy that I had stacked up in me, so yeah, I tweeted, and then one of my tweets started getting a lot of likes, and then, you know, guys, it just... <laughs> Boom, like, it just ah, happened. I get the notification. Kelani liked your tweet. And, um, hold on. Let me read the tweet for you guys. If you follow me on Twitter, it's my pin, it's like my pin tweet. Um, so the tweet says, Kelani been consistently pleasing us with her vocals since her album. We love a consistent queen. <laughs> and she liked like guys she actually liked my motherfucking tweet (sighs) you guys 
don't ever address me as Miriam. Address me as Kailani Miriam, who Kailani like to tweet from, all right? <laughs> so that's the first thing. Then the second thing um, is that, like, I'm recording this on the 29th of October, and um, how can I say it? Like, during this night, this whole day, like, from midnight to now, I've had two amazing notifications uh, from Twitter, too. And those were from Jasmine and Victoria, who followed me back. And for the people who don't know who Jasmine and Victoria are, Jasmine and Victoria are the amazing, the amazing hosts of the um, lovely uk-based black girls black girls living podcast um that's a it's a podcast where they tackle mental health uh, not really issues but just mental health in general um pop culture and also other amazing and interesting topics you know and if you've been following them during the lockdown you know that they did amazing ig lives especially the unsaved ig lives like these two ladies are just amazing so yeah jazz and vic uh followed me back on twitter and that's just so mind-blowing because they're actually like one of the podcasts i listened to and it made me really want made me really jump on the opportunity to start podcasting and kind of like create a podcast for really like Bel- black Belgian people, you know. So yeah, they're actually like one of the reasons why um why I started podcasting. So Jazz Vic, if you're ever listening to this episode, just know that I love what you girls are doing right now and that uh, you're actually changing people's mind and life for the better. Uh and with people, I mean anybody who's listening to your podcast, so me included. And thank you very much for everything that you guys are doing. I love you guys and just know that you're, you guys are just so amazing. (sighs) So now that I'm done with shouting people out, getting hyped and anything, let's get into le vif du sujet, which is, if you didn't know by now, like you probably read the title, which is Dear Flemish People, We're Also Flemish. So, Dear Flemish People, We're Also Flemish. Um, as you guys know, I go to school and live in the Flemish part of Belgium. So I'm Flemish, or as we say it in correct Flemish, ik ben Vlaming, or as I say it, kiksen en Vlaming. Um, <clears throat> it's quite weird saying I'm Flemish when during this whole series of Dear Flemish People, I've been constantly calling out Flemish people on their shitty and racist behavior. And every time I mentioned them, I'd like explain or put a disclaimer that I'm about who I'm specifically talking about. <clears throat> and I'm sorry, it's no coronavirus. It's just that I just drank water. And so, yeah, every time I, I was like explaining who I was talking about, it was never people who looked like me, you know, but now here I am saying I'm one of them. Weird, isn't it? Like... <laughs> Did you just like contradict yourself or what? No, no, I didn't. Because last time I checked, being Flemish means that you either live in Flanders. So you either live in Flanders, speak the main language, which is Dutch. Um, I mean, uh, how you call it? Flemish. I mean, Flemish, Vlaams, or, and, or are a part of the Flemish culture. I'm all three of them. I live in Flanders. I go to school in in like the Flemish part in the Flemish system. So that means that I automatically speak Flemish. And I'm also, because of those two, am part of the Flemish culture and grew up around like being like immersed in the Flemish culture. I mean, if I talk about Samson and Yecht, uh, when I make jokes about Joke, Elke and all those names and like I laugh with my friends is because that's just... we grew up around those things you know so yeah I'm also part of the Flemish culture and so like you know when you people now I'm talking about the Flemish people that I've been calling out in the previous episode so uh so yeah when you guys you Flemish people go outside and rally with Vlaams Belang and 
and Vera and all those there are thousands of supporters uh, who are your Facebook friends to scream Flamont lives matter. Yes, my life matters because I am Flemish. And so are my non-Caucasian friends with whom I used to or still go to school with and their families. For you guys who don't know, Vlaams Belang and Envia are the two extreme right parties, right? Yeah, so you know like the equivalent of like Donald Trump and his squad. Well, we have Envia and Vlaams Belang over here. So those two parties are like the equivalent of it here in Belgium. And um, when I said Flamand lies matter, Flamand is the French word for Flemish. So they basically said Flemish lives matter, but they used the French word because their message was aimed was aimed at the francophone part of Belgium or the French speaking part uh of Belgium which are parts plural because there are two parts who are francophone which are Wallonia and Brussels. If I ever speak again about like those things, just know that in Belgium we have three parts Brussels, the capital, the capital, and then we have Wallonia, which is mainly where the Francophones live, and Flanders, which is where mainly the Flemish, well, we say Dutch-speaking people, the Nederlandofen, Nederlandstalige, are people who speak Flemish like me. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> for the people who don't live in Belgium, like we had um our elections. Was it 2018? Like, it's been a long time. Yeah, 2018. May 2018. We had the elections in May 2018. And the results of those elections were very disappointing. Like, as disappointing as when Trump got elected in 2016. Because the majority of the votes in Flanders went to the NVA and Flams Belang. The two extreme right parties that nobody likes. Well, I thought nobody liked and uh so that was in flanders but like brussels had kind of the same results and like you know guys like i'm new to this whole voting thing like that was the first time i ever voted and how can i explain it to you guys in a very simple way okay so we got national regional provincial and then municipal elections national is just you vote for the the government of the whole country like indirectly You know how, like, in America, you vote for the senator, and then the senator is elected president? Well, we kind of have the same thing here, except that, um, what's it called? We don't have a president. Actually, we do. No, it's the prime minister. We call him, uh, except that we elect people from the parliament, I think, and they elect the ministers, the ministers, and the prime minister, etc., So that's national election. Then we have the same thing for regional election. And regional, it's the parts that I, that I was talking about earlier. You have like the Fl Flanders is a region. Wallonia is a second region. And then you have Brussels, which is the third region. We don't have a germ, uh, a region for the, Germa, Ger, the German-speaking community because they're so tiny that I think they only represent like about a city or two here in, in Belgium. So we only have the f uh, Flanders, Flemish, Wallonian, and Brussels. Brussels, F uh, Flanders, Wallonia, and Brussels. Those are the three regions. Uh, me, since I live in Flanders, I vote in for the Flemish re uh, Flemish regional elections, I guess. And then under that, we have another division, which are the pro provinces, and. Wallonia has five provinces and Flanders has, has five other provinces, but Brussels is, it's not a province. It's just like a, it's an entity on its own. <clears throat> yeah, it's an entity on its own. And, uh, so that's the provincial election. And then we have the municipal elections. So those are basically the cities in which you live in. Um, you have to vote uh, for on that level too. And so those four level the elections for those four levels of power of, of government governmental power happen at the same time in which happened in May 2018. And uh at the number one, so the national uh level and regional level, NVA and Lamsbelang were like representing the majority of vote of the of our votes, which I think was like in i would say an average of 40 to 45 percent of the population 
in Flanders. Uh, and then for the regional, because like I think a lot of, yeah, so regional and national, it was Vlaams uh, Belang and NVA who had like the majority of the votes around 38 to 45%. And then in Brussels, for the regional votes, that was kind of, this, they had kind of the same outcome over there. Now, you can fact check, and I'm probably wrong, but that's kind of what happened. That's what happened once the elections were done in May 2018 and they had all the results, etc. Now, we just got our government this year. I think it's like last month, begin like end of September, beginning of the end of September, beginning of October. We had like an official statement with, yes, we just elected your prime minister and the other ministers. 2020, like September 2020. That's what. So you got... June 2000, so 2018, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, uh, June, July, August, September. And then again, uh, October, hold on, I lost the count. Wait, <sighs> let me take a breather. So May, 2018, July, June, July, August, September, 2019. That's four months plus 12 because we're already in 2020. That's 16 months plus one because we're already in October. So that's 17 months. It took them 17 months to like get a government together. Why? Due to the fact that those two extreme right parties got like the majority of the votes and like I said, you people are not from Bel from, from from Belgium, so I'm kind of explaining you guys the the context in which all of this happened. So, Flavis Belang, uh, how can I say it? Like nobody, it took so long. It took it took seventeen seventeen months to get a government together, um, because nobody likes those two parties, those extreme right parties. The same way nobody likes Trump, uh, like the majority of the American people don't like Trump, the majority of the Belgian people don't like Envia and Lance Belang. And that feeling is reflected, is like recipro reciprocated with the polit politicians too, you know? And you have to keep in mind that, Vla and all of this is because you have to keep in mind that Vlaams Belang has a very violent, no, I would say terroristic history of killing civilians of African or origin. Uh, I think that happened like in early 2000s. Like I, I was a kid, but like I heard of it. Like my mom and my dad were around, were around already in Belgium. And they, they heard of those stories of like, I think a uh, hijabi woman uh, who was, who got, who got like really like, I think, wait, she got killed with a um, umbrella or a knife. Like she really got, how is that? Poignardé, like stuck. They took, poignardé. I don't know. I forgot the word, but like she poignardé. And then the same thing happened with, um, I think another black woman got got killed too. Uh, from, and all those people, those murders happened by people who were supportive, supporting those right wing, uh, parties. Well, specifically Vlaams Belang. NVA, they don't have that kind of history, but. They are very affiliated with Vlaams Belang because the person who created NVA comes from Vlaams Belang, if I'm right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like I said, I'm not a pro at this political shit. So yeah, and because of that, I think I think that there was even a law put in place to make sure that extreme parties such as Vlaams Belang and NVA don't get the same governmental power they had back then because it will just because they're scared of having of having the same outcomes, you know, like those people who are streaming Flamand Lives Matter, killing, um, terrorizing the country. Because that, like, I'm not trying to embellish shit. Killing civilians of African origin, I'm sorry, that's terroristic behavior. That's terroristic activities right there. Whether you're Belgian or not, I don't care. Whether you're uh, religious or not, I don't fucking care. That's terroristic activities. Like, that's just terroristic behavior. And no, that's a no-no for me. And so, um, people who are supportive of Lance Belang and NVA, I swear to God, like, the way those, those Trump supporters be behaving is the way those Lance Belang and NVA people be behaving over here. 
Like, except that, like I said in previous episodes, they're not blatantly racist. Unless they're, um, unless you, unless they're not, wait, unless they're not the minor, um, um, part of the a minority in a setting, like in a public setting or something, they will not be racist to you because they're, they're kind of, they're actually scared of like, you know, getting punched in a troll or whatever. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's the background that I wanted to give. So to go back to the point that I was making, yes, when you guys go scream, Flamon lives matter. Yes, my life, my life matters because yes, I am Flemish. And also my non my non-Caucasian friends with whom I used to, or still go to school with and their families, they're also Flemish because they either live in Flanders, they either speak Flemish, either, and they're either, and they also definitely part of the Flemish culture. But the thing is, the Flemish culture that you guys are more used to back in the days is not the same Flemish culture that we have now. I mean, just look at the evolution of music. Don't nobody listen to Elvis Presley anymore over here, baby girl. We're listening to Kalani, Victoria Monet. Um, what's that? That 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 that, that girl? Oh, I forgot her name. Hailey, Haley, Hazley, something like that. Who like did songs with like boy with, with boy with love with BTS? That girl, like you know, like I know a lot of white folks be listening to the, to to her. Like I don't, I don't know her, but I know that she's like a famous pop star. Like I mean, we're evolving, and so is the Flemish culture. You know, if pop culture is evolving, other cultures are also other cultures cultures are also evolving with it and so yeah like i said like the flemish culture from back in the days is not the same flemish culture yes we there are still a few little things that stay the same you know we ate in a state stump uh what else you guys still like uh you guys still have like your whole alcoholic culture of always getting fucking drunk as shit I don't know if you guys remember, but like, if you follow me on IG, you know that like, child, let me tell you, Flemish people be crazy. The way that they like drinking alcohol, I swear to God, y'all don't just don't have any culture because that's the only thing I can actually call Flemish culture is like your disgusting drinking behavior of like getting drunk to the point that like you're literally falling off your bike. And I just so happened to pass by with my mom and my sisters and we think that you're dead but actually no you're just zat dronke like we say so zat dronke means like like really fucked up drunk you know like the extreme levels of drunkenness that's zat dronke and so yeah like i said so guys if you follow me on ig like i don't know what it was but i was visiting my sister um with uh my sisters who i live here at home we went to visit one of my sisters who's already at the house and on our way back home we see a boy first off we just see a bike and we're like oh hold on who the fuck throws their bike over here and like we're in massa we were passing through massa to get back home and people who know massa is like kind of a shake posh thing like Leaving your bike is not a, it's not a, it's not a, a day-to-day thing that y- you see happening, you know? And so we see the bike and then my mom was like, oh, hold on. whoa, whoa, whoa. I see a bike. Like she almost like ran into the bike cause it was like literally like just thrown in the middle of the street. And uh, then we look at it and we see a body next to it. I was like, hold on. <laughs> I, y'all know like the intro of the what's that thing that 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 series dun, 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 dun. I swear that was going through my mind because I was like hold on I want to get <laughs> go to jail for a white boy that I ain't, that I ain't even touched, you know, because like there was a white boy laying down there next to his bike, and so we're like, oh wait, 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 let's call one one twelve uh, one one two. I think that's the equivalent of nine one one. 
yeah, that's equivalent of 911, like 112. We called them and we're like, oh, yeah, we just found a, a, a guy laying down there. And like, like I said, I study in a medical field, so I kind of knew what to do. And also I have a lot, I used to study forensic sciences, which is kind of like the CSI, crime scene investigator. Like that's what I wanted to do. And I followed courses, so I knew what to do. <laughs> but I was like, hold on, I don't want to like, mm. I like, I just knew what to do. I just knew what to do. And, uh, so like I was checking his pulse. Uh, first I was analyzing like what was happening and trying to find like any trace of, I don't know, like trying to find something without touching him to see if he was alive or not. And I saw, um, he had his hand laying in front of his mouth and I saw like he was very hairy, and so I saw his hair move a little bit, and I could conclude that he was breathing, but very lightly. And that's when I allowed myself to touch his pulse, and I saw that I barely touched him, and my fingerprints were like showing on his like pulse. You know, like he was white, so he was it's a it's it's like Caucasian. So I was t- I touched him, and when I touched him, my fingers left like um purple finger I had I, it left like purple finger fingerprints on him and so I was like hold on and I touched his balls and I was like ooh he is either very drunk or he like I don't know he's doing he's having like a brain something in his brain going something in his brain is going on cuz his heartbeat was inconsistent it was dropping Every time, the longer I stayed to take his pulse, the long, the slower his heartbeat was, the slower his heart was pumping, you know. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, hold on. Um, I was like, dude, like, is he alive or not? And I, I kept on looking at it, like his hand that was in front of his mouth to see if like his hairs were still moving due to him breathing. And then I put my, I didn't put my finger, my my hands on his face because child you nasty i just like breathed like made put didn't put but like place my hands in front of like his airways the mouth and nose to check if i was feeling something and the moment i felt something i removed it because it's just nasty like okay i'm here to stay alive but you nasty child and so yeah I checked his pulse, et cetera. Uh, meanwhile, I was on the phone with uh, 911-112. And they they basically said, yeah, he probably drank and like stormed Honka. Uh, we're going to call the police. The police came and like the dude. <laughs> so they, uh, wait, so the, 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 the 911 operator asked us like, yeah, can you try to wake him up? Check it, how old he is and, and shit like that. And so... I said, like, I asked one of my sisters because I was like, Mm-mm, it's, uh, it's too much for me. And so she tried to wake him up and I saw his face and I recognized him. Like, he's a friend of a friend of mine. And I was like, ooh, you stupid boy. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, he, I can't say how old he is. He was 21. But, like, you guys got to know we're allowed to drink here from the age of 18, not 21. And so he was, he, he, he saw, like, four <laughs> niggers. <laughs> He's. I just know for a fact that that's what, what was going through his mind. Like he was like, he saw four niggers in front of him because I was there with like my three sisters. My mom sitting in the car and we're like, he probably said like four niggers, niggers. What are they doing here? And so he woke up. He was like, huh, huh? What the fuck? What is it? Huh? What the fuck? What you say? Let me this. I was like, boy. So he basically was was waking up. He was like. What the fuck? Leave me the fuck alone. What what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, bitch, I'm making sure you're staying alive. You want me to leave you, let you die? That's no problem. Just say so and I'm going to leave you. We're going to go. We, we can, I can go like ASAP, like in two seconds, no problem. And so we, we, we stayed on the phone and the operator told us like, yeah, we're going to call the police. The police, the police came and as soon as he heard, he, he didn't even hear them. They didn't, they didn't make noise. They just had like their lights turning on. Uh, turned on and so as soon as he saw the blue lights he tried to run away but then wait first he tried to run away <laughs> you guys gotta wait let me help you like imagine the picture he tried to run away but that nigga was drunk like he had two left feet he tried to like walk he couldn't then he came back to pick his bike <laughs> he tried to actually he tried to like ride his bike he fell 
Like, you know when you're, like, trying to hit the pedal, but, like, you can't hit the pedal? That's what was happening. And then he fell, and then the police, and then he tried to run away and leave his bike behind. And the police, like, was, the police, like, just parked, and they ran, like, literally, like, I swear, the dude was running as fast as Usain Bolt. The, the police officer was running as fast as Usain Bolt just to catch him, and they caught him. And I think they took him with them, etc., um, but so yeah, I explained this whole story because this is not a one-time thing. This is like very recurrent in Flemish, quote unquote, Flemish culture. And, uh, for the Flemish youth, you know, to, to drink like that. And but now I'm laughing, but at the same time, I'm thinking of like what happened with the Sandadia, with Sandadia, the student who died, um, due to that heavily drinking, heavy drinking culture, May he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, I'm going off topic right now. We're also Flemish. So yeah. Um, you guys have to understand. Flemish people, they don't really have any culture. Besides like their drinking culture, being nasty. Um, actually, is it's not just Flemish people. I think it's like really Caucasians in general who don't have a really like, you know, culture. You know the way like I can say like, Oh, if I pinpoint one thing, anybody from the same origin as me will understand something. If I say, for example, um, Le Pied de Jésus, <laughs> or I don't know, if I name the name, if I give, like, Fali Poupa, if I say his name, a lot of Congolese people will know who that is because he's part of the Congolese culture, you know? Or when I say La Sapologie, Sapeur, Norba de Paris, like, a lot of Congolese people will know because it's part of the culture, of, like, the Congolese culture, but, like, I don't really know, you know, like those equivalents in the Flemish culture. I don't know what they are because I don't, I personally don't think that there's like really something, uh, there's that there are, there's like an equivalent of those things in a Flemish culture. Cause I don't think Flemish being Flemish is not really a culture. I think it's really just like a pride thing. Um, yeah, it's really just like a pride thing. And I'm saying all of this, why? Because every time, now I'm like, kind of like talk, um, I want to like talk about like my school, I'm going to talk about school experience, but like every time when I um, went to school in, in high school, so secondary school, secondary school, a lot of teachers say like, yeah, you guys, because um, like I used to, to go to, where I used to go to school, um, when I was studying science, because my option was science, we were like, I think four African girls, so two girls from or with their origin from North Africa, and then you had me and another girl who were both Cong- Congolese. And so, duh, we hung out together. I mean, like, Africa, you you attract who you, what you are, right? So we stayed together because, like, those, I'm sorry, like, we were, with, I think, like, 18 or 19 people in class 19 students in class and only four of them were like foreigners and we were the four foreigners so of course like we stayed together because like gotta support one another right and so every time like when we had class we stayed together because you know we understand one another so we won't be doing uh racist and discriminate we won't be like behaving in a racist or discriminating way towards one another while the flemish aka the Caucasians of the class were. And they, that was so fucking annoying that like we just stayed together to avoid that, you know, because it's very tiring. And so because of our commun our little communitaristic uh habit, I want to say, that's how like the teachers took it. A lot of them were like, Yeah, you guys should like try to integrate a little bit more in uh class with the other kids, try to integrate yourself in the flam like in culturally integrate yourself like stop talking french because like we used to talk french because i swear to god speaking flemish is nice but it's really annoying so uh, matter of fact like when my friends can te- like can testify like i don't really speak flemish with them i only use flemish at school anyways to get back to the story so yeah uh in class i remember vividly my chemistry teacher in the fifth grade he said yeah you guys should try to integrate yourself more like, try to integrate a little bit more. You're always, like, just staying together, you four, and et cetera. And, like, that was really shocking because, first of all, we were all, I think, 17, 
16 turning 17 or were already 17 years old and there you have like a grown white man who thinks that his mansplaining he who thinks that mansplaining everything is just going to make everything easy everything in chemistry his course make it understandable for us while he couldn't even teach like i swear to god i had taught myself chemistry he didn't teach me shit and so yeah so you had that white man white flemish dude who comes to you and says oh you're not doing your best you're not flemish enough you're not you gotta integrate a little you gotta integrate yourself a little bit more do like put more effort into like integrating our culture you know but like that's not what he said. He said you guys should try to you guys should integrate. You need to you need more integrate in 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 school in fin allez in on culture quoi. So you guys have to integrate yourself a little bit more in school, aka our culture. And we didn't say shit because we didn't want to get suspended or anything. But like that shit made me really like. You know when you have like a drop of energy, you know like us introverts when you're like like your social battery just dies i had that except it was not my social battery it was my mental battery and i'm telling you guys a lot of stories because i'm trying to get to my point which is what do you mean with integrating i speak flemish last time i checked you know why i'm here it's not because of me i didn't if it was for me i would have stayed in my country congo you know, I would stay in the Democratic Republic of Congo. But you know what happened? Your ancestors came, terrorized, colonized, and stole from my land. And then sold us Congolese people, the natives of that land, a dream that Europe is where everything is where you have to be. Europe is rich. Europe, you can you get a you get a lot of opportunities to get rich, to make money. And yeah, we're civilized, et cetera, et cetera. Trying to sell us kind of the, the, the American dream, except it's like the European version of it. It's thanks to you. It's thanks to you guys that I'm here. It's be, not even thanks. It's because of you guys that I'm here. Not My parents didn't come here because you sold them a dream. They came here because you terrorized, colonized, and stole from their land. Our land. Our ancestors' land. You are the reason why today, making $100 in Congo is almost impossible for the majority of its population but meanwhile you had your king leopold over here who got rich who was rich as fuck who made everybody get interested in the congo because he luck he got lucky that he took the a part of a, a land a part of the the african land that had a lot of resources and that made him get rich and thus made belgium get rich a lot of the, the, the resources and the monetic, monetic um, val, valuable things that Belgium has is because of the Congo. It's, it is because of the Democratic Republic of Congo. I don't really call it the Democratic Republic of Congo. I call it Zaire. Because Congo is a name that Belgians, the Belgian gave when they colonized us. They called it the Belgian Congo, le Congo Belge. And I don't like that name, so I call it Zaire. But yeah, you guys are the reason why we're here. Because my dad, how can I explain it? Uh, my dad came here because he had a better job opportunity here in Belgium, um, here in Belgium than um, in the Congo. Because he operated on like a very important, important guy uh, who was a CEO of a big build, like you know, a big company that's in the, the building sector, and he operated on the CEO because my dad was a doctor um my dad's a doctor and so he operated on him and he had to come with him in belgium because of course they don't trust the like they don't trust africans you know we're too dumb we're not we're not not even civilized we're not educated enough to like operate on a, a, a person and so he had to come because if he did something wrong of course he was gonna pay for it and he came and they saw that he did an amazing job an even better job than um the doctors who were like following the 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 the, the, the patient from afar, you know, like through phone. Like the doctor who was the Belgian doctor here made a wrong diagnostic while my dad made the right diagnostic. And then he operated and they came here in Belgium and they saw like, Oh, you're an amazing doctor, you should come here and they offered him a job, etc. And so he came and that's the reason why and of course like the job opportunity was very interesting. Because, duh, they pay way better. They pay way more here in Europe than they do in 
in Africa because like I said, making a hundred dollars, like American dollars in the in Zaire is like it's an exception. Like I don't even think military people from the military get paid. Like, you know, government, like state agents, not even they don't even get paid that much or on a regular basis to cool. Like because it's so corrupt and stuff like that, which is also due to Belgium's Belgium's colonization history that they're not there that they still can't accept and don't want to accept till this day. Anyways, so yeah, the reason why we're here, why I'm here in your class is because of you. It's because of your white ancestors. All right? Um so when you ask me to integrate myself more, ask yourself to not integrate but extrograde yourself more from my country. All right? If you guys don't want us here or don't think that we're enough, you should have left my country, first of all. You shouldn't have stepped foot on my fucking land, all right? But you white people were so curious that you did. You did. You stepped foot on the land, you terrorized the people from that land, colonized them, stole for them, from them, and now you're trying to show off the, the stolen goods. And act like, oh yeah, we deserved it because we stole it. Like we did, the, we put in the effort to get it. No, you put in the effort to steal it, traumatize the people while stealing it. All right, that's a whole other thing. <clears throat> Oof, I'm getting heated, I, guys. I told you I came with the vim for this episode. Like the vim I didn't have last episode, I got it today. So yeah, like I said, this teacher, he was there. Like, oh yeah, you got to integrate more. Last time I checked, I've integrated way, I've, I've been like, I've been integrating myself for the for my whole life. The fact that the first language that I spoke was not my mother tongue, my mother tongue, but Flemish, that's a lot. The fact that I eat your food, actually like it, some of it, not a lot, because you guys don't know what it, what, what putting spice in your food means. But like, the fact that I eat, I prefer french fries over my own food. That's because I've integrated into your culture, your quote-unquote Flemish culture, right? The fact that I speak Dutch, um, Flemish. The fact that I go to school over here and actually, like, am respecting the, respecting the hierarchy, etc., and the corporate culture, it's because I've integrated myself enough. And I'm not going to do more than that. You want to know why? Because if I do more than that, I'm not myself. I will not be allowed to be myself. And that's called oppression. You want to know why it's called oppression? Because you want to force me. You want to oppress me to act a a certain way that I'm naturally not supposed to. You want to force me and oppress me to do certain things that I naturally am not supposed to do. And naturally just don't like. I do what the fuck I'm going to do as long as I'm comfortable with it. All right. It's the same. Like, I think I also had once had like a teacher, a gym teacher complain because I was so slow with swimming. And the thing is me throughout my whole secondary career, I only had braids. Sometimes a wig here and there extensions. Yes. For like weddings and stuff like that, I would get my hair done. But at school, it was braids from September the 1st till july the 32nd the 31st uh till june the 31st because i'm not getting any i I didn't have time to maintain my hair right uh and then the teacher was like yeah you're very slow i said yeah duh i mean there's a lot of water getting retained by my braids like if i was bald i would have probably been way faster but i'm not shaving my head for you guys and then you know what she said Oh, maybe you should actually shave your hair. That would actually make sure, give you a, a little bit more points. Guys, keep in mind, I actually scored a seven. A, I actually had like a 70% for swimming. Like, and she wants me to do more. I was like, bitch, I don't want to become, uh, what's his name? Michael Phillips. I don't want to become Michael Phel- the, the, the the female version of Michael Phillips. I don't even like water. Like, you fucking kidding me? I said, no, you should do way better. You know, like, because if you would have, sh- if you would shave your head, you'd probably get way better results. And maybe you could like participate in competitions i said bitch who said who the fuck said i wanted to do sports yes i do run and stuff like that but who the heck who the hell said i wanted to do gym to go to gym like actually like participate in petitions for swimming (laughs) 
I don't like I said, I don't like getting my hair wet because afterwards washing all that chlor out of my hair, nah, I ain't got no fucking time for that. And like that also like made me rethink. I'm like, ooh, so hold on. You actually think that like is it because I'm lagged that you want me to be like a little bit more sportsy and whatever? <sighs> I'm getting off topic. That's a discussion for another day. But yeah, to get back, like you know, we're like never doing enough for the Caucasian, the white people. They want us to integrate a culture in a culture that doesn't even exist. Cause I'm sorry, like I said, yes, I'm Flemish. Cause I'm part of cause and that's only because I speak I live in Flanders and because I speak Flemish. And quote unquote because I live I, I like am part of the Flemish culture, but you guys, there's no Flemish culture. Besides speaking the language, there's nothing really like Flemish bound. Maybe like having like this Vlaams uh, BVs like begin the Vlaminga, but like BVs like it's like celebrities, Flemish celebrities. Bekende means famous, Vlaming, Flemish people, person. So famous, maybe just those. Like, I don't know what else you got that's actually like typically Flemish. Because what you got in Flanders, you got the same in Wallonia. So if you meant Belgian culture, then maybe I could say something. But Flemish culture, on its own, is just nothing. But, like, I specifically am talking about Flemish culture because this series is called Dear Flemish People. And because I live in Flanders, like, duh. But, yeah, dear Flemish people, we're also Flemish. Not because, um, wait, let me rewind. Dear Flemish people, we're also Flemish. You want to know why? Because my parents gave up a lot of their own culture. A lot of the knowledge that their grandparents and ancestors taught them, they gave it up when they came here to this country to make sure that they probably had a better future and to make sure that their kids, which I am part of, have a better future. They've given up they've given up a lot of their own culture their own traditions to give us a better future and they made us integrate your culture because they wanted to please the white man and to, to survive and make it in life you got to please the white man and yes i did that for a long time for a good 10 to 15 years i did that but then i woke up and i realized that i'm not here to please a white man I'm here to please myself. I'm here to please me and the people who look like me. And yes, you probably are wondering like, no, we shouldn't be making it about race, but we have to make it about race because you guys created race. Last time I checked, it was a scientific Linnaeus who created, started his whole, old, whole theory about race. Linnaeus is like an old scientist, biologist. I don't think, no, he was a biologist. Yeah, he was a biologist and he like created a thing about race. You know, when you go, um, you get an infection, we tend to like take a sample and we say, oh yeah, you got infected with the E. coli bacteria with the Staphylococcus or something like you get a name of the, uh, uh, you get the name of the micro of the microbe that infected your, like that infected your body, right? He created a whole system, but with that, he didn't only create a system to like give names and identify microbes. He created a system for any living thing. And who says any living thing says homo sapiens. But for him, homo sapiens was not enough. We had to go further. We had to go further. Right? And so race was created. Okay. Little background story. But so yeah, to get back to what I was saying, we have to make it about race because you guys created it. You guys created this whole complex about of race, right? So now when you ask me to do something to please a white man, I'm not going to do that because that's not part of the race that you put me in. That he, that white man is not, ref, is not what I look like and it's not what I want to look like. Me, I want to look like a Michelle Obama, all right? I want to look like a Kerry Washington. I want to look like a Victoria Sanusi. I want to look like Jasmine and Victoria from Black uh, from the Black Girls Living podcast. I want to look like Kelani. 
I want to look like any black woman. All right. Whether they're successful or just a regular, regular black woman. I want to be them. I want to be like my mama. I want to be like my sisters. I want to be like my little nieces who look up to me. I don't want to be like Jeff Van den Bos. I don't want to be Walter the, the Kreinbergs. Uh, I don't want to be Peter Van den Bosch. I don't want to be Joke van Wagenberg. I don't want to be Van Lierde Audrey or something. I don't want to be that. Because wanting or trying to achieve or look like those people is going to make me forget who I am. It's going to erase my whole culture. And like I said, Flemish culture, is it, it doesn't exist. The only thing that I can say is maybe part of the Flemish culture is the multi, is the diversity that is still being oppressed, but it's very present in the Flemish uh, community. And with that diversity comes change because diversity is a synonym of change. So when next time, dear teachers, dear Flemish people, next time when you ask a non-Caucasian looking person to try a little bit more when they're learning your language, when they're uh, go when they go to school and try hard to learn and actually understand what you're saying in Flemish. Don't tell them what to do. Ask them how you could help because you're the reason why they're here. You're the source of this problem that they're probably having or going through. Dear Flemish people, we're also Flemish. So guys, this is the end of this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on IG and Twitter at uh, Noir Every Time, spelled N-O-I-R every time in one word. And also don't forget to follow the pod on IG and Twitter at Noir Every Day, which is spelled N-O-I-R every day, also in one word. Um, use the hashtag Noir Every Day, spelled the same way as the at, so just N-O-I-R and then every day. Use it like to tweet about the pod on Twitter or connect with me on Instagram or just at me in your stories when you guys listen to it. Um, just a little disclaimer, if your story is private and I can't see it, like I'll get the notification that you guys mentioned me, but I cannot see what you guys put in your story so don't forget to send me maybe a screenshot or something from your story so that i can repost them um what else yeah guys connect with me like i've like you guys i look at my analytics almost every day i go on my phone not to go on social media but just check my analytics every day and i see that like a lot of people like right now it's my main audience are people from belgium and america like it's 48% Belgian, 46% America. Then I got some people from France. Hold on. Let me check to not tell you guys any lies. We're going to open the Anchor app because I'm uh, producing and like spreading my podcast through, um, what's it called? Anchor. Let me check. Yeah, like 40. Yes, like I said, 48%. 48% Belgium, 45% United States, uh, then you got 3% France, 1% Canada, 1% Netherlands. They're like also like other countries, but they represent like less than 1%. So I'm not really going to mention them, but like, yeah, I, I think I saw Mexico and some like Caribbean kind of, uh, islands and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening to like the podcast. I know my episodes are really long. Like, I first wanted to do like 30, 40 minute episodes, but like I got a lot to say and I got a lot of background information to give to you guys because I got to make you guys understand what it is like being black in Belgium. So you guys need a lot of background information from what it is like living in Belgium before I get to the point, you know, because Belgium is not a mainstream thing. Like uh, when you hear uh, uh, about certain things, especially in the black community, it's mainly UK and America. Or sometimes Africa, but it's never Belgium, you know. So that's why I give a lot of background information so that you guys can actually understand and kind of understand the context in which I'm explaining and talking, uh, explaining my the, the things that I'm explaining on the pod. 
So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I know I talk a lot. <laughs> I know that's also why I started podcasting because I got a lot to say, you know. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Love you guys so much, and hopefully, I'm gonna stay being this consistent. And I'll see you guys uh, in on Friday in two weeks. Bye.